difficult, 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 it's a Zoom bomber. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's wagging his dick at us, but that's a small price to pay for a free announcer. Well, normally we are in the same room potting, but nope, because of these wonderful times. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Katie Frame is in Brooklyn, New York. How you doing, Katie? Hello. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you want to get do a tiny bit of real talk for a second? I have been so sad, just profoundly sad the last couple of days. I haven't, I don't know if everyone, I mean, everyone's kind of on their different waves. So I've been like really sad, if I'm really honest with everyone. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, I had a really awesome weekend. I tried to stay off social media. Um, I put my phone down. I spent time with my parents because that is who That's I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, we had an awesome time uh, for Mother's Day. We drove out to this place. It's about an hour and a half outside of Nashville called Evans Mill. They're not a sponsor. They would never sponsor us. <laughs> <But> <laughs> they're, um, it's this really cool, they call it, this is so silly that they call it this. They call it a woodland uh, luxury resort. <laughs> Mm, all right. uh, yes, uh, but it's just in the middle of nowhere. It's uh, it was owned by I believe he was a Tennessee uh, congressman. Evans is his name, I think. Um, but it's a mill. It's an old mill uh, from the 1800s, and they've converted it into a woodland luxury resort. <laughs> and for Mother's Day, they had uh, it's pretty expensive. Not gonna lie, I didn't pay for it because I am unemployed. But uh, they did box lunches and they staggered the pickup times. And so they had it very like, you know, no, no same family was picking up their boxes at the same time. And then you could pick them up and then go anywhere on the property. And it's just the most beautiful place. And they usually have two lodges, I think, and a couple of cabins that you can rent. So it is a place that you know, families come, but I think they have a lot of conferences. And then their bread and butter is weddings, of course. Mm, Yeah. And they are not doing those right now. So they're really trying to get creative on how to keep their company going. And I felt really safe. I felt, you know, we weren't around other people, really. So it was all in all, it was pretty good. It's exciting to think of where things may be headed, I guess, during this. But then I keep thinking, like, I was talking to one of the women working from a far, you know, like 12 feet away. I was talking to her about how I've been in hospitality in New York City. And I don't know how we could do something like that there, you know, but. Yeah, but there might be something. I mean, maybe like some of those places that are near the park or something or. Did you see? Maybe there'll be like a different kind of. hmm? Did you see in Amsterdam they're doing like uh, small greenhouses? (laughs) Yes. I mean, actually, I did see that. I, I think some places in New York could do something like that, maybe for outdoor seating. I don't know. Right. Or even indoor seating. I don't know. You could like be in a small box. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Just I mean, not a small box while you eat. I don't know. Yeah. There's a place in, um, there's a hotel in Williamsburg that has basically like a greenhouse, but it's for the table. So it's like a party of eight but it's like a private space and it's, it's like, I don't know if it's glass, but it's clear and it's beautiful. And they put like beautiful candles in there and stuff. And so, I mean, you can make it look fancy as fuck, you know, yeah. make so, a small weird box. Very fancy. 
<laughs> Some, something to look forward to sitting in a box eating a meal god great that's great so, so that was good um and then this week <laughs> so weird but uh it's my friend's wedding week <laughs> she's getting married on zoom on saturday which is crazy, but... so crazy and then a couple of us girls are throwing like a bachelorette party on thursday on zoom <laughs> right which is just so weird. Well, the but nice thing about it is you don't have to leave your house to go. That is true. She said – she made the joke that her wedding venue was $15 a month because it's – she's paying for right. Zoom, you know, the fancy mm -hmm. version. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're saving so much money. Um, yeah, I mean, that's good. I, we, I sort of talked to her too briefly in uh, – on a different zoom right <laughs> and right. i was like what are you um but are you gonna have like a party like an at another time and i think she was like yeah it'd be nice so even if it's like two or three years from now to just have like oh yeah by the way we never had a wedding <laughs> so like i think you can like that's me to look forward to i don't know yeah so big big week over here with the bachelorette that party is a big week wedding on zoom yeah I've not had such a big week. I will say um, for for Mother's Day, as a special gift to my mother, I shaved my armpits. <laughs> Look at so the like, what gems. What better day to do it than on my Mother's Day? Because she would hate that I was growing it out. So that was my gift to her. <laughs> Did you show her or you just, it's a silent gift? No, she doesn't even know. It's just an internal gift. <laughs> I don't know. I you know what it. I did do? Um, but somebody had posted, I think one of your friends that I'm face, friends with on Facebook posted something about um, for Mother's Day, because I did, my mom was in France. It's hard to send her anything anyway. But um, I made a donation to this court, this fund where they collect money to pay the the bail money for mothers that are in jail. Oh, I love that. Especially right now during Corona, it's like, just trying to get as many people out of like jail right now because um you know in a especially like people that are like nonviolent offenders that you know that kind of stuff so i was like well that's a nice like mother's day thing to do that's a wonderful so. mother's day thing and you know what if people are feeling motivated i think you can still donate to them i don't think it's just it wasn't just a mother's day thing but mm -hmm. i'm just anyway. in complete awe of mothers right now Every friend oh. I talk to, they're just working double time, triple time to keep their families going. I can't so, imagine. If you're a mama, congratulations. Oh my gosh, you're yes. Good job. You're killing it. Whatever, no matter how you're doing it, you're killing it. You're doing great. You're not killing it like you're not killing the kid. You're doing a good job. <laughs> I'd be like, you're killing it. I mean, like that. I mean, good job. And if you're pregnant, wow. Oh, good. Good. I was gonna say good luck, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Either. I don't know what's wrong with me today. You're doing great. You can do <laughs> it. You can do it. You can do it. Strong and beautiful. Yes. That's my miss. We got this. You got the whore's support. Absolutely. 100%. We are behind you in spirit. You know what else we're behind? This. <laughs> free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO, W-H-O-R-E-O, HORIO, at adamandeve.com.
And we're back. What a beautiful ad that is. It's such a beautiful ad. It was very well done, in my opinion. <laughs> we are working with a new uh, company that we might be getting some more ads for you guys, aka money for us. <laughs> and different ways to hear us practice our voiceover skills. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> <Good point. laughs> Those are going to be around. really important right now. <laughs> anyway, today, well, so, I mean, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find fun things to talk about. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> We're trying to keep Something. it positive, guys, because we love you and we want to make you happy. Not positive, or... Yes, positive, but topical, or at least fun. And I don't know how positive this is, but it's at least, I think we're <laughs> going to have fun talking about it. And I'm just, let's cut to the chase. We're talking about conspiracy theories today, just as like a general concept, because um, we know that they've been floating around a little bit, especially right now. But so we were sort of like, what is up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Are these people idiots? And truth be told, I have a conspiracy theory that is crazy that I believed for a while. And now after researching this, I feel really bad that I was thinking this whole time that Beyonce hired a surrogate for Blue Ivy. Oh, no, I was totally into that conspiracy right? theory. <laughs> yeah. That's a conspiracy I mean, theory so I can stand behind. Totally. And I think that that's one thing about conspiracy theories is there's definitely ones that are not that hurtful they don't hurt other people like even the moon landing one doesn't necessarily like like hurt anybody and then there's like the anti-vaxxers and that kind of conspiracy that actually can hurt communities so that's that was something that kind of popped out as an interesting well i think thing. right now especially there's things floating around that can actually hurt people and kill exactly. them kill them with right. misinformation right and and because i think conspiracy theories are like becoming more and more popular in this weird way, they're taking on kind of a life of their own, that it's important for us to sort of be very aware of them and uh, what, you know, what is it that we can do to kind of make sure people stay properly informed and not just um, in conspiracy land. One of the questions that I sort of had was what, like, why? <laughs> why did people lean into these crazy conspiracies like the flat earther thing for example like why why go back to that why why that why i don't get it well it's so fascinating the flat earther thing is so intriguing because from what i understand the greeks understood philosophy and science in ways that were unimaginable for us you know because it was so long ago but they believed that the earth was round right even in medieval times they believed the earth was round and it wasn't until oh, oh I, I read that um the full christopher columbus like sailing the ocean blue uh to prove that the world was flat that was a total myth and that wasn't even true and that they should never have even taught that in schools ever because that was not true which it's i think that they've taught that hmm, fascinating <laughs> yeah um but in the 1800s or so, that's when people started ignoring all the scientific research and then trying to prove it, kind of like reprove it to themselves or something for, to see for their very own eyes. And so in the 18, 1800s, that's when the, I guess in, I was watching this whole thing on BBC about, uh, there was a scientist in England that was trying to prove that the earth was flat. And as a scientist, he was a scientist. And so he was trying to prove if you have a, a going out into the horizon or so, if you have a long canal of water, then mathematically 
the if the earth is round if you have a boat <laughs> with uh he put like a, a flag on it that was a meter tall and then he had a telescope and he measured the horizon as the boat went down this long canal uh for six miles the boat never like it continued going straight the entire time and so he sent out this whole big you know pamphlet of how trying to debunk that the earth is round i think this was late 1800s or so um but it's because of physics the speed of light your perception gravity i mean it's just all all sorts of factors too many factors that that scientists over the over hundreds of years have proven that is not true but this man with a boat and a telescope believe that he was right because he saw it for his own eyes okay but so i would even give him a little bit more credit than i would give these flat earthers and the only reason why is because we didn't go into space until like Mm. i don't know the 60s or something so imagine living on the earth and never having seen the earth from the outside we've we grew up in a world where you saw it from the outside right Mm -hmm. so like there, there's like a little more something to me about some gra- a little more gravitas in the side, just being like, are we sure about this? And like, let me just double check because I can't mm-hmm. tell. And and then you're, it's all theoretical sort of, except that there is science. I mean, you're, you're like, no, but now we're explaining, you know, gravity and all that stuff. Um, but I, what I can't get behind is that then once we were shot into this space right. and see that it's like, oh yeah, it is round. Look at that. Like if we'd been shot in the space and it was like a cube, then I'd be like, whoa, we were wrong the whole time or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but that then the, the flat earthers want to be like, well, those aren't real pictures or the, the, like, it's not, why are we go? why are we stretching for these ex- answers that aren't just obvious? It's like, just go in space. <laughs> like right. just go and pretty soon we're all going to be able to go into space and then you can see for yourself. <laughs> and then are you, then are you going to be saying it's still flat? Like that's the stuff I can't wrap my mind around, like why people now would want to. Right. Be- well, what I think is fascinating every year they have uh, a conference for flat earthers and I was watching this video and I sent you a text of it. <laughs> of course, like front and center is a, a, a woman in an app state sweatshirt, which is my college that I went to. I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Of course, from someone from app state is at a flat earther convention in Raleigh, North Carolina. Amazing. But what these people were talking about, the only thing that I enjoy about the flat earther concept is that they believe that like the earth is flat and that we're surrounded by like an ice wall. And that's so Game of Thrones. I love yeah. that. <laughs> that <part's fun. laughs> well, that was, so I guess, so what I found was that there's a couple different versions of what they think the flat earth would look like. One is that it's like, you know, it's just like a circle, a flat circle. And that the, I, that like the, I don't remember which one, but Antarctica is like in the center. And then the other ice caps are just sort of around the outside. But then there's another thought that is that it's once you hit the ice on the outside, it's just infinite. There's no Ooh. boundary. And that's, and they say the reason like, so that because there's no boundary, that's why we can never get to the other side of it. And that it's basically just, um, the it's basically just the 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 permeate it's just a a sheet basically that separates two worlds so i mean so it's it's like and that was one thing that i found was that i think especially earlier before like in 2013 when this was sort of starting to kind of take 
its own on a life of its own. They were having these conventions. This one guy that was talking about it was saying that um, a, like a good chunk of people that would go to the conventions uh, didn't believe that the earth was flat actually, but they really, they're science minded and they really enjoyed the thought experiments of what if the earth was flat? How do we use mathematics to try to prove like how that would work? And they, they got very, um, there, you know, if you manipulate information enough and try to say like, well, but if this, if you ignore this factor, then we can prove that, you know, gravity isn't just the you know, centrifugal force or whatever. It's actually that like the earth is moving into the apple as it's falling or whatever. I mean, like there's mathematics you can kind of like play around with to try to get to prove this. But there was, this guy was saying that that kind of sciencey thinking um, has kind of gone out the window. <laughs> like mm. those kinds of appeals are not what makes it appealing anymore to the people that are actual flat earthers that actually believe that the earth is flat. And I thought that was fascinating too, because I was like, well, why not lean in on the science then? But people right. don't, they don't understand it. You know what I mean? So that's not going to be the appealing part of it. Well, I saw this one guy who was like, well, you know, I just got to say, I feel like it's a gut feeling. Oh, it's it's just in my gut. I feel this one way. It's flat. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, good. Well, went to my college. No. <laughs> that guy is Donald Trump. I mean, I that's know. how Donald Trump does everything. He's like, I have a feeling that this, you know, whatever, coronavirus isn't real. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, but why? Uh, so that's one of the things, like, why do these things spread? And, like, what are these people basing this stuff on? And a lot of it is, like you said, that guy from the 1800s. It's like, well, I can see it with my own eyes. The horizon is flat. Like, but what's weird about that to me is that when we went to uh, Chicago, we went to like, was it the Sears Tower or something? What, that really oh, yeah. tall building. And you could see the curvature of the earth. And I was like, why is that? Now you can see it. We're so high up. You can see it. Right. So what, how is that still not, you know? Well, a cool thing that I saw a guy did, uh, he was trying to debunk flat earthers. One thing that flat earthers do is that when they fly, they'll bring like a leveler you know <laughs> and if when you fly uh the bubble won't move it will just stay straight because their theory is if the earth is round then the the plane's nose has to tip the whole time because we're flying you know but no that's aerodynamics and and physics working to keep the plane like this right. but it's just so this guy did do it and and it was pretty cool that he was like, okay, yeah, so the bubble, it stays in, in the lines of the level. But if you look into s real science, uh, that's not true. But that's the thing is that these flat earthers, it's like that's something tangible that they can hold in their hands and say, you know, the earth is flat. Let me prove it. Here's my theory. Oh, I just debunked it because the bubble on my leveler didn't move while I was flying. Right. And But that's like, that is pseudoscience at its worst because it's mm. not – science isn't about like, oh, I see it. So it's true. You know, there was something I was watching about how um, there's stuff you can't always see that then becomes something or you can prove that it's true, even if you don't see it. So for example, like in the 1700s, if you like had somebody watch a, a, a bolt of lightning, and if you said to that person, like, do you think we could harness that to light up our house? You know, like, do you, do you believe that that same electricity mm. is the electricity we could like live with? They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? So there is this like level of like, you know, you had to have science step in 
to mm-hmm. prove that like, no, we actually are electricity. We can do these things. So I think that like, why, like, why do you believe that we can like turn the light on, but you don't believe that the earth is round? Right. But it's just, yeah, it's these common, common people <laughs> not who are not scientists who think that they're smarter than intellectuals or something. I don't was know. the thing, because I was like, what is happening here? Like, why does this happen? And one of the reasons why these conspiracy theories um, get kind of out of control, one of them has been YouTube. And that because of the algorithm, like someone would, this guy was saying like, this video got a lot of traction. It was called like 200 reasons why the earth is flat or something, or 200 ways to prove the earth is flat. And um, it got a ton of traction. And one of the reasons why was because some people went to go see it because they were like, yeah, I know this and I'm going to like watch this to prove it. Some people went because they weren't sure and they wanted to see what the proof was. And some people went because they didn't believe in it, but they wanted to like talk about how they didn't believe in it. So they, all these people watched the entire video. So YouTube sees, they got three times the amount of views it would have gotten, you know, if it was just regular flat earthers watching it, YouTube sees this and goes, oh, this is a popular video. We're going to promote it. So it's not, so it's like promoting this video on the sidelines. And then also if it would kind of like tag, then um, it would notice like other conspiracy theories. Like if you watch the moon landing is fake, then you might like this. You know what I mean? So it just sort of perpetuates this whole like conspiracy theory vibe. And the more like videos that are made like this, the more you can get convinced that it's true because you just have so, you know, just have, you feel like a lot of people believe it and you feel like they're making good arguments because they're like, because you don't know the science. So when they're like, but the, but the earth is, you know, but your horizon is flat. So and then you're like, yeah, you're right. The horizon is flat. And so I, so what was interesting is as I was reading about that, I was like, let me go see if I can find this video and I can't find it now. And I know that like YouTube in the last year or so, has been trying to crack down on this, like, miss, because they're realizing, like, oh, I guess that is a big deal if we're spreading misinformation. Like, but then the conspiracy theorists say, see, they don't want us to know the truth. And you're like, no, no, it's that this isn't the truth. And so it becomes, like, a vicious cycle. So that doesn't help. That just only almost, like, perpetuates the conspiracy theorist community because it's like, (laughs) you know, so there's that, right? Which is like, oh crap, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do in this weird time? But it's not even that conspiracy theories, like, it's not, they're not new to this day and age. It's just that they're like very easy to spread <laughs> because of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, I was also curious, like, who, um, like, wh- you know, who's into conspiracy theories? Why are they into conspiracy theories? One thing is it t- tends to be, um, this stood out to me, I never thought about this. It said that they seem to have an intrinsic and almost narcissistic need for uniqueness. Conspiracy theory offers a chance of hidden, important, and immediate knowledge so that the believer can become an expert possessed of a knowledge not held by even the so-called experts. So if you think of someone like Donald Trump, who is a conspiracy theorist, Mm -hmm. he thinks he knows better than all the experts. So those types of people that are super narcissistic tend to be really drawn to conspiracy theory because it makes them feel like they know more than the elitist scientists. That makes complete sense about my yeah. person in my family who I've told you about that I will not name or say right. what my relation is, but he believes that the moon landing never existed. And it's only because he's so incredibly narcissistic and just believes that he, yeah, that makes sense that he would think that he knows more than an expert and wants to be special because of it. Huh. 
And I had never thought about that before, but it actually makes a lot of sense. It has a, nothing to do with conspiracy, nothing to do with science, nothing to do with any of it. It just has to do with your own megalomania <laughs> like, and wanting to be special. I was reading how like the novel 1984, Big Brother is Watching You, a lot of these people are afraid of big government and they think a lot of the conspiracies that are taking place or have taken place are caused by the FBI, the CIA, you know, um, even like, I didn't even know this about Elvis, but the, like, you know, there's so many conspiracies that he is still alive today that people see him oh, right. all over. Right. But I was reading, like, what is that about? Because obviously Elvis is, has passed. I do believe that. Uh, but they were saying that he could have been uh, like a key witness for, um, I believe it was like a CIA drug investigation and that they had him killed off because of the information he knew. But I mean, there, that, there's that, then Marilyn Monroe with the FBI, there's JFK, but it's like all this government you know, they these conspiracy theorists really believe that how much the government plays into these things and then how scared they are that they're not getting the truth from the government. And the thing about that, that, that the thing about that, that it's really hard. And I think with like the anti-vaxxer movement, this is part of it because they don't trust the government, but they also right. don't trust big pharma. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's it, that is a complicated web because on the one hand, it's conspiracy theory very much is about mistrusting authorities, right? Mistrusting the scientists, mistrusting the government, mistrusting, you know, not trusting the information that you're getting and just having this almost like paranoia that everybody is lying to you all the time. And unfortunately, there is some facts that have come out where like, for example, big pharma has been pushing Oxycontin on people knowing full well that people get addicted to it and they just want to make more money. So there's mm -hmm. like an actual fact proving that this big pharma company, big, big pharma is like not always invested in our best interests. Mm -hmm. So then people can use information like that to say, see, you can't trust them. And it's like, well, sometimes you can't. And sometimes you can, and sometimes like, you know, it's, it's just pushing it too far. You look at Flint, Michigan and you you know, people originally were like, I think our water is fucked up. And people are like, oh, you're just, you know, you're exaggerating. It's not true. There's nothing wrong with your water. And then you test the water and you say, holy fuck, the government doesn't care about your water supply. That's, that is a reason to mistrust the government. So like, but at least in those cases, there is like such clear proof. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You test the water, you see the water has lead in it and you go, what happened dudes? And then it unravels. And then it turns out that like, yeah, there was like a lot of poor, you know, judgments and people mismanagement and people didn't care. So like the thing about the next level though, with like anti-vaxxers and stuff is that then they're desperate to find proof, right? That, that it's true, that vaccines are causing autism and all that, but there isn't any. And the other thing is that like, and then they can say, well, you're hiding it. Well, it's, it's, you're, you know, you're not whatever. And there is a certain point where the, the most, the most realistic answer is the simplest, mm. you know, where like with the water at, at Flint, Michigan, like, oh, everyone's getting sick and dying and kids are like getting really, really ill because we think the something's wrong with the water. Oh, we tested it. Oh, it turns out it is the water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, right. there you go. It didn't, you know, and there was another like huge study that was done or it's like some guy kind of was fascinated with this whole conspiracy thing. And he was looking into this notion that like, how easy is it to hide a big secret? 
really mm. something that huge mm-hmm. how can you really like can people really hide that for very long and the answer is absolutely not people are not smart enough to keep secrets like that <laughs> you know what i mean like like the vaccines and stuff the, the earth being flat nobody's hiding anything from you <laughs> Well, I liked what you said the other day. We were just talking. It, the microphones weren't on. But when um, I had a friend on a Zoom call with uh, a happy hour Zoom, and apparently there was a person on the call that was a, kind of an anti-vaxxer, especially about the COVID vaccine and how they're going to, the government, the big government is going to make everybody take the vaccine and there's going to be a microchip in it. And, you know, she just went crazy. And, and my friend actually shut her computer because she couldn't stand listening to this woman. But I love that I told you about that. And the first thing Katie said was, you think our government who couldn't even figure out like masks <laughs> make a difference can put a microchip in get their to get their shit together to do that <laughs> and that's like organize. that yeah. but that is such a simple argument that is so true that i mean our, our current administration could not get their shit together to put a microchip in the the vaccines they can't even get a vaccine right <laughs> at this they point. can't do anything i mean they can't, they can't do anything, do anything. Like they can't. They're, they're, they're all doing... are gonna get COVID. That's what's gonna happen. I mean, it's like crazy. But it's just sort of like, what, you know, why? It's also strange to me that like you would, a lot of, you know, some people, a lot of people that voted for Trump are also conspiracy theorists. I'm like, but why are you talking about the government trying to fuck you over, but you still like Trump? Like, don't you think he's part, like, wh- why wouldn't you go to that extra step also? If you're all gonna believe mm. that like- Well, they're cherry pickers. Yeah, totally cherry picking. And that was another point that was made about this is that um, it's very common for people that believe in conspiracy theories to only really pay attention to the stuff that supports their belief. Mm. And that's actually a brain thing that like we are all built with that we try to find evidence that supports our beliefs. And it probably has something to do with like trying to find berries that aren't poisonous or something from way back when, when you're, you know, foraging, but it's like manifesting now in ways where, um, um, you know, people just like don't really want to hear what doesn't ag- align with what they believe, which is interesting to me because the people that have been sharing conspiracies online recently, there was this one big when a comedian posted something and then people were like freaking out at her, like, why are you posting all these things? And she her her defense was, I'm just trying to keep an open mind. And then people, it was sort of like, this notion that she really believed she was like keeping an open mind, but she wasn't, she was unwilling to actually take into account the other side of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So anytime someone would be like, okay, fine, you say you have an open mind, then what about like the, this proof that, that, that your conspiracy is wrong. And she would just keep being like, I just, I'm just trying to have an open mind. I'm like, but that's not open. Like, I don't, you know, you, you convinced yourself that you're being open-minded, but in fact, you're only listening to stuff that supports your belief. And that they, it's like almost like a brainwashing that they do to themselves. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And it's thanks to the internet. And it's especially thanks to Facebook and YouTube and, you know, all these platforms that allow these people to find their other people across the world right. and come together and have these, have these conferences where they can, you know, high five. Right. Well, one thing to think about, too, if you are somebody that's like, well, yeah, but what about having an open mind? Like, look at this. Look, listen, I'll tell you what. One of my favorite things to do is 
hear, hear people's opinions that are not my opinions. Not everybody likes to do that, but I love to hear, like, I'm like, I'm curious, like, why do you believe this? And I really want to hear you. I want to like, and sometimes you might be able to change my mind a little bit on certain things if it's, you know, whatever. Um, so that's like, an, it's not that it's not open-minded to like, I, you know, I watch these conspiracy videos sometimes to like, just hear what the, what are the, what, what, let's hear, maybe you, maybe you have a good point, you know? Um, but then you have to do your due diligence to find out, well, why are they, what, what, why are they saying this? Where, who's paying for this video? Mm. Who is, you know what I mean? Like, what do they get out of this? If they, if you can believe it, um, what do the people like, what, why, what does the government or the lizard people or the Illuminati get out of you trying to trick you into believing that the earth is round? What do they get out of that? Why would we do that? <laughs> like, yeah. Why, yeah. So what, you know, like those are the questions I'm curious about, like what, what, and I can't seem to find good answers for any of them for some of these things, but. My big question is how old is Lord really? She's, you know, that, that's a conspiracy that's true. She's actually like 78 and she's been, she eats children and babies and that's how she stays so youthful. Um, that one we can prove. No, I was kidding. That one we can prove. No, I didn't, I, I've heard that one through the years that she's actually like 45 years old or, you know, she also, she's always lying about her age, but that's, so ridiculous. it's just, to me, it's just like, really? We have this one little teeny life on this planet and you're going to spend your time, you know, researching how old Lord is. If you want it, that's fine. But don't buy into it so much Just, that you live your whole life like trying to destroy others. People. Well, some of the other because um, I looked up like what are some of the craziest conspiracy theories? I was going to say one is that the Queen of England eats is a cannibal and that's how she stays so like vibrant for so long as if other people have never lived to their 90s before but okay it's i believe it i totally believe he it eats babies for sure <laughs> that's another one he found uh katie perry is just grown up john bonnet ramsey <laughs> there's so much about it oh my god that's really funny why did they think that <laughs> she doesn't even look like john bonnet ramsey i know i know <laughs> um Avril Lavigne is dead. There's actually a lot about Avril Lavigne is dead. There's, well, you know, the, the, that's uh, one of the early ones was Paul McCartney is dead. Right. He died in the middle of the Beatles and then they like replaced him. Right. Just, again, it seems like too much work. Right. No, nobody's going to go through all that work. And Eminem is dead and they replaced him or they, cl <laughs> they, cl they cloned him maybe. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? We're going to clone uh, one person. You're going to pick fucking Eminem. Really? <laughs> How about this one started by InfoWars' Alex Jones, oh, who is, God. you know, one of the best of the best of the best. Mm -hmm. He started a conspiracy theory that people like love. They like really want this to be true, that Michelle Obama is a man and she murdered Joan Rivers. Yes, I did that read that. And is, the fact that he yes. talks about it. And the people believe it. Right. I mean, that's the thing that's like. There's like, so many conspiracies that the Obama administration has done all these killings and had people murdered and, you know. Oh, yeah, they love the and the Clintons murdered everybody and all that. So people love to believe that. Um, okay, there's one more that I really thought was like, why? <laughs> but it's so good. It's that Robert Kardashian, Kim Kardashian's father, mm -hmm. who passed away, that he's and Ted Cruz are actually the same person. They don't look alike at all. <laughs> and that he so Robert Kardashian um, became Ted Cruz. So he could just like get away from the Kardashians because he didn't want to be part of the family. anymore. Wow.
I was, wow. like, I was like, that one might be true. No. <laughs> well, I read that some people believe that aliens killed Marilyn Monroe because uh, JFK, while they were, you know, having pillow talk, uh, JFK and Marilyn Monroe, that he uh, gave, you know, top secret information about aliens, landings, UFOs, all this sort of stuff that she shouldn't know. And so... Um, the CIA was going to kill her, but then the aliens took care of it. <laughs> I love how, like, the CIA just missed the window because the aliens came first and, like, took snuffed her out. That was right. Over. Well, I think I told you this. In my high school, uh, we had a teacher. He was our biology teacher, uh, Dr. Morrison. And uh, every year, and he was a teacher, I don't know how long at my school, 10 years, 15 years, I don't know every single year for two weeks he would stop teaching his science class and do a conspiracy theory about jfk and oh, right. every day he would have a presentation for us and we would discuss it and he traveled all over the world presenting his findings and um but finally a parent after I had graduated, finally a parent was like, wait a minute, you're not teaching biology, you're teaching <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? But till this day, I truly believe because of Dr. Morrison, that JFK, there's a, like, he broke it down. And he has this picture of a shadow of a man at the grassy knoll with like a, the shadow is a man and then like, you can see a shotgun. And so he has this whole big theory of who killed him really and, and where the bullets were coming from. And I mean, he, the fact that this is a public school <laughs> and that he, he would stop class just to, you know, kind of like show off his ego or, you know, show that he's his own expert right. on this and, and, you know, brainwash all of us. I mean, I see my friends or not recently, but, you know, when I used to see my friends here uh, in Nashville, we would always go back to talking about Dr. Morrison and the JFK conspiracy theory that... Well, you and I got to go to Dallas and you were able to like walk <laughs> me through it. Like in actually went to the spot and I was like, oh my God, it's true. But I don't know. I mean, you know, and like there, that's the thing. It's like, there are some things that like... Yeah. I think that there's, I think that there's maybe like Again, it sort of comes down to, it's not that there's a glimmer of truth in every conspiracy theory, because I do not believe that mm -hmm. at all. But I think that the distrust is coming from a real place sometimes. Like, there are little morsels of distrust where, like, you know, like, at that time, like, was it LBJ or something was the vice mm -hmm. president? And nobody trusted him. And, like, probably because he was, like, a slimy guy. Right. I'm not saying he did all that stuff, but, like, that, like, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help. <laughs> but right. I think it was, like, kind of awful. So it's like, it just helps perpetuate some of these things. Big pharma sucks about mm -hmm. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That makes it really hard to like try to convince people that it's not all true, you know? And then I think that it's not that we should just like blindly agree with everything we're told by any means. But again, it's like due diligence. There's a difference between uh, open-mindedness and critical thinking or like being mm -hmm. open-minded is one thing, good, but also the next step is critical thinking. And that like you have, to, I mean, it sounded like your teacher did a lot of critical thinking though and he spent a lot of time. So maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it was really, it was, I mean, I, I didn't learn too much in my high school, but that I certainly kept with That's me through the years. Stuck with you. I mean, it would have, I mean, also it's kind of fun as a kid to be like, oh my God, okay, what are we talking about? Oh, it was great. It was so great. And it was also cool. Like when I was a senior, my little sister was a freshman and I was like, wait till you get to Dr. Morrison's class when he talks about <laughs> yeah, JFK. 
It's like, screw, you know, biology. <laughs> Wait till yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of the things that stood out to me in terms of like, who's believing these things? How are these things spreading? What's going on? One of them is that like, um, again, like the mistrust, but not just mistrust, but like fear is a really good way to like get mm. people trust others. So it can be like, fear is a great way to control a population, right? And to get them divided against each other and to get them, you know, the thing about like conspiracy theorists right now is that it's a really, it's a great way to divide us as mm. American citizens, right? And that's why because, the Russians are constantly feeding oh, us. Oh, they love it. And that's why Trump probably loves it too. Right. He loves right. like this misinformation because it, um, whether or not he even believes it, because it makes us make each other the enemy. Mm. And I was listening to this like kind of spiritual guy talking about like fear and how naturally humans are born and, and even as we've experienced this as we've traveled across the country, naturally humans are good for the most part. Every so often there's a psychopath that's born that has a, something wrong with their brain. But other than that, like most people on this earth are good and want good things for other people. And the only thing that turns people against each other is fear. Mm. And so, and conspiracy theories are all about like leaning into people's anxieties and people feeling out of control and powerless. And if they have like a narrative that seems to make sense, even though they're kind of putting together dots that aren't necessarily connected, that can make them feel like they have more control. So that's one kind of way of dealing with that anxiety. The other side of the, that anxiety is sometimes it can, these conspiracies can make people leave people feeling even more anxious and more scared, which again, is only good for like perpetuating fear and keeping people kind of separate. So, and they also said that one of the things too, it's like, again, mistrust and not trusting scientists and stuff and these elitists. If people don't take their thoughts seriously, then already it doesn't help with trusting a science. So if you say, well, why, why, you know, what if the earth is flat and the scientist is like, oh, you're stupid. That doesn't help like build a rapport with like the scientific community. Um, and they were saying too, that a lot of like a lot of people that follow conspiracy theories, there's not an overlap between people that share science news online and people that share conspiracy theories. They do one or the other. They tend to do that because like the people that believe fully in science don't believe conspiracy theories. Like they don't, there's not a reason why, mm -hmm. but that mistrust in science and these ex experts is they, there's that also that idea of elitism, right? That's like really popular right now. The, oh, the elites, the elites. And this guy was saying, like, there's a difference between, like, having a lot of money, being rich or something, and elite in that way. And then there's, like, but they also will call scientists elitists. And it's, like, they're not elitists. They're experts in their field. Mm. What's wrong with being an every A mechanic is an expert in his field. He's not an elite. Just because he can say, your car's broken because of this, doesn't make him an elitist. It makes him an expert in his field. And that we just have lost that something we're missing something there that's why we're having this conversation right now during a global pandemic is because fear and anxiety i don't know about you it's at the highest oh it's, it's ever been over here yeah and so i mean you peruse the internet facebook I, I mean i feel like i've just been reading one thing and then it'll be uh debunked in another article i'll read this one thing and whatever and so i can understand why conspiracy theories right now are thriving because I don't know about you. I mean, I know I trust science more than anything, but I also am reading so many op-eds and people speculating about these things and this and that and this and that. It's just, it's very, very overwhelming. I, I've never been so inundated with information right now. And it is up to the reader to, you know, where you get your information is so important. And then do, like you said, due diligence behind it. 
Um, so that's why I think it's important to know where your information is coming from and and not listen to Fox News. <laughs> right. And you're making a really good point about like why right now conspiracy theories tend are seem to be bubbling up a lot. And again, if you go back to this notion that like people that feel anxious want to have control and they we're kind of addicted to having answers to our questions, we're in a time right now where we don't know the answers yet. Mm -hmm. We will. We'll figure, mm -hmm. you know, we'll start figuring them out. But like the scientists do not quite understand how this virus works. It's very new. It's very new to them. So people don't like that being the answer. The, the, the answer of we don't know yet. People don't like that. Right. People think, oh, you're hiding something or there's, you know, or there's more to this or, and it's like, no, no, it's there. And it's scary to not know. Right. So to try to kind of appease your fears a little bit, you try to come up with these reasons like the government's hiding something or they're trying to like new world order and like all this weird, crazy stuff when it's more like, Hey, what if we all kind of like collectively try to chill a little bit mm -hmm. to kind of like put, you know, bring down our sort of animal natural instincts of fear during a crisis. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. it's very normal to feel scared. It's very normal to be freaked out. It's normal to want answers, but we don't have them right now. And we're not animals. We are human beings that have the ability to think critically and to try to, you know, say, oh, okay, today I might not know what, how this is going to end up, but that doesn't mean it's going to, it's not necessary because the government's trying to do something or, right. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, we can't trust the scientists. It's like, no, we just need to, sometimes we have to live in a space where we don't know yet, mm -hmm. but people, we are not, we don't, we are not, we live in a world of like, we've been living in a world of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So this idea, you know, and then people want to say like, well, if these scientists are so smart, how come they hadn't figured it out yet? It's like, well, that's just not how science works. <laughs> Thanks. A minute. Right. And that's why it's so fascinating to see the data that's being collected around the world in Sweden. I mean, everyone's trying their own different ways of handling this. And I hate when, you know, I was, you know, talking to a friend, he keeps comparing us to Sweden. We cannot compare us to Sweden because we love talking about Sweden on this podcast. It is the <laughs> most wonderful country with filled with beautiful people who are kind. <laughs> I'm yeah. like crazy and speculating. But, <laughs> but it's just, it's not the same. It's just not the same. It's apples and oranges. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know what my point really is, is that, well, except to just, you know, listen to Science America and shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. And I think one of the things too is sort of like we – part of what science is about is that science is not like Einstein didn't work in a vacuum and then come up with all the stuff he came up with. Stephen Hawking didn't work in a vacuum and come up with what he came up with just on his own. It was based off of work that had been done for a really long time. And science is, and it doesn't mean that they didn't have a big breakthrough and that's why they're particularly famous, but like science is a cumulative act. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing where it's like, Oh, I got it. Now it's fixed. So it is, so important for us to be working as a global community right now and taking information and pieces of, and continuing to have good relationships with all the countries right now so we can share information. Whereas like we live in a world where America wants to hoard everything. We live in a world where our president wants to like own everything and hoard it and like, you know, have the only best. the right 
be the best and we want to come up with it first and we want to if we get the answer we're not going to share it and like that's just not how science works so it also even some of this like xenophobia and like him trying to blame china for all this right now is a really bad idea partly because um china's a little bit ahead of the curve on all of this they have a lot of great scientists and things and um we can learn a lot from china's trajectory right now and what they've been going through if we're open to having conversations right. and talking to the scientists and being open to these things but if you're just like fuck china they started this it's a conspiracy against us it's like everybody's going through this right now dudes it's not, this isn't about America even. This is about all of us. Um, so that's like also an unfortunate part about the science deniers or the science, you know, is that people don't understand how science works and how you develop vaccines and how you come up with ways to secure things, and whether it be a vaccine or not, or how you even, even the social distancing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's somebody shared this great graph of like, where are the countries that are doing well right now and actually getting closer to actually being able to safely reopen and which ones aren't. And guess what guys, America is very low on that list right now. We're not in a position to be ready, but we could be, mm-hmm. we can be. There's a, some of the, some of these countries are doing it. So there's mm-hmm. so much hope there, so much hope, but you have to really like, that's where experts are important, you know, and that these conspiracies do not help. They do not help. Yeah. Can't listen to your gut feeling, my friends. No, no. My gut, my gut feeling right now is telling me to like scream around the room and like tear my hair out and like cry every day and like, you know, like buy as much jello pudding as I possibly can and like shove it down my throat for like to be ready for the winter or something. I mean, that's what my gut feeling is saying. That's not helpful. It's not helpful. You know, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is a very scary time. I have one more thing about what we can do next, some like options for trying to curb some of this uh, spread of misinformation. Couple, so things that we can actively do and things that might be new ways that we approach some of this stuff. And there was uh, one thing that was really interesting was that um, there was an experiment in Norway where they're trying to play around with this idea of like putting a quiz at the end of a um, article and that you can't share the article unless you take the quiz and then prove that you understand cognitively like what you've just read you've critically understood what this article is about really um and so then what it basically does is it doesn't like prevent you first of all they say it gives you a time to kind of calm down before you like send the article everywhere like you know knee-jerk in a knee-jerk way but also you know so you're not just like adding more to the noise of what's going on and the confusion but also that it um it doesn't censor you from sharing it it just shows you that like, you know, if you can't understand this article, then it's not, you're not able to, to share it yet. If you reread it and you really try to understand it, then you can share it. So it's not that you're not allowed to share it. It's that you can't share it unless you understand it. And I think that that's, would be lovely. I don't know if Americans would ever get behind that because they don't like to read the articles. I was about to say, I don't want to take a quiz. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the quiz is like at every, you know, I mean, just to like double check that it's like, do you understand what you're sharing right now? And then no, that's a, that's a, which is brilliant. an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, they also said that it's, you know, people that are really, really set in their beliefs, as we've heard a lot recently, it's like the people that are really set in their beliefs, it's not those people that you're just not going to be able to change people's minds. So it's, it's sort of the people that aren't sure yet that we can have conversations with and try to really provide them with fact-based evidence and fact-based things and, you know, just be more compelling and be kind to people. Don't, it's not helpful. It's really not helpful. Even if you're like, why the fuck is someone saying this thing? 
it's not helpful to attack that person and say like, are you stupid? It Mm -hmm. only reinforces their beliefs because they're like, you know, nobody likes to be told they're wrong so much, but I think if you want to say like, you know, one thing is you can send another video or fact sheet say like, Oh, here are some things debunking that idea. I would love for you to take a look at this and tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. You may or may not agree with it, but at least like, you know, if you're, if you truly are open minded, then you should want to see both sides and kind of like be a little more gentle with that. And then the other thing that we can all do too, all the time is be much more careful about what we're all sharing online. We all have a tendency right now in this crazy online world. I definitely am a, not a victim of it. I'm a perpetuator of this. And like, I am the queen of just reading the headlines of things. Sometimes I'm being, I heard about an article that, but you know, I'm right. not necessarily knowing what you're sharing. Um, so don't, don't share things unless you've actually read them and understood them. Don't, don't fall for the clickbait thing. Uh, there was one example of, did I tell you this story or somebody else? That there was an article, I think it was you, but there's something was flying around that was just a very poorly written headline. And it was like, coronavirus can be spread through, uh, through the soles of your shoes. Oh, yes. Which made it sound like it could come in from the bottom of your shoes. So if you don't read, and I'm sure they picked the headline on purpose because mm-hmm. they kind of sell newspapers or whatever. So if you don't read the article, you're just like, oh my God, (laughs) panic, panic, panic. Let me let everybody know about this. But that's not helping. And that's not even accurate. Even just the article that I read about the dolphins returning to the Venice canals. Misinformation. Totally. With a beautiful headline that I was so eager to share with everyone I knew because I was so happy about it. But it turned out not true. And also, isn't that a perfect example of, because I was too, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God. Dolphin. Yeah. But also like, doesn't that also follow that notion of, oh, I'm going to share information that um, confirms my beliefs Mm -hmm. about environmental stuff, right? Where there actually isn't any facts to that, it turned out, but I'm very quick to want to see those things, you know, unfold the way that I want them to unfold, you know? Mm -hmm. So we all do it to some degree, and some of it is more dangerous than others. So that's how to help a little bit. I feel like my anxiety has gone down a little bit during this recording. How about you? That's good. I feel like mine is too. I feel like I have a lot of hope. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm always trying to like, I'm always trying to look for the hope in all these things. Because like, sure, we can spend our time focused on like how everything can go wrong. Here's another hippy dippy thing I'm just going to throw out there. Because why the fuck not at this point? There's sort of also a notion of like collective consciousness mm-hmm. and that if we are all in freak out mode, then things kind of, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to get things done positively. And I mean, even just on a practical level, like if you're in fight or flight and what we really need to do is like calm down and come up with solutions, then it's going to be hard to come up with solutions. So one of the things that we can all do together, and even if it's just alone in your room or like, but because it, it does manifest other ways, it, it spills over into your relationships with other people and the way you talk to people and treat people and share information with people and um, is to be more centered, try to stay hopeful. You know, if you have bad moments, that's totally fine and allowed and normal, you know, but there are two ways to look at this. Um, we, we can, this is a big, big, crazy, painful, scary time. But again, like it can either, you can either be like, it's doom and gloom, or you can be like, there is something really special and amazing about not just this time we're going through, but there's something on the other side of this that has a potential for like really amazing, amazing, wonderful changes that are going to help lots of people. If we could all stay 
calm, <laughs> you know? And if, and it doesn't have to be every single person on the earth. It's just the more of us that can like have that energy, the more likely that things really will end up in a really positive place at the end of all of this and that we can get through this, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh. So stay, 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 you know, stay, everybody stay optimistic as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Have your down days. I get it. I definitely have been crying a lot the last couple of days. Yeah. But the thing that helps is when I just try to be like, okay, it's okay. Just take it day by day. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing that has helped me is just, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have no idea, but I do know what I can control today. And totally. so I've just been trying really hard to stay present and my happiness class at Yale online has really focused on 30 minutes of exercise really helps your happiness levels. Um, and then also seven to eight hours of sleep a day. So Ooh, I'm yeah. focusing on 30 minutes of exercise and I sleep a lot. Uh, so, and honestly that has kept, kept me more chill lately. Yeah. And find the things that you enjoy, you know, and like, I think also one of the things that can keep you present is like, you know, if like you bake a cake or something, like mm-hmm. you can stress eat that cake real easily, right? We all know mm-hmm. how to stress eat. Mm-hmm. But what if instead you just stop for a minute and you're like, I'm going to enjoy this sing my first bite of this cake. Let me just really savor it and be like grateful for this life that we're living, even mm-hmm. though it's weird right now, you know, that we're, that I get to taste the taste of chocolate. And like, that really helps you feel grateful and joyful and like present, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mindful eating, baby. Totally. Mindful everything. Mindful Mindful. music listening. Mindful TV watching. Mindful, you know, and it doesn't even mean if your favorite show is Keeping with the Kardashians, then enjoy it, baby. You know, (laughs) just watch it and be like, "Mm, I'm just savoring this episode of Kim's whatever drama. Fine, you know. Oh, God. That's great. Just trying to stay positive. I don't know. I mean, I'm also very freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking horny right now. It's killing me. I think I I used to think that I wanted to be with a comedian, you know, but now it's just a scientist. I want to marry a scientist. I want to marry a smart, sexy man with like a lab coat because I have a fantasy in my head and I want to make it happen now. (laughs) Do you just need the lab coat or does it have to be a scientist? Because you just buy it. You know what? To be honest, it don't matter right now. (laughs) Microscope and a lab coat part of my fantasies. You can be a flat earther. I don't care as long as you got Uh, that lab coat. No, Sure, why not? Sure. (laughs) Well, this was really fun. I, you know, I was a little nervous talking about conspiracy theories because of everything that's going on. But this actually made me feel good about some of them. (laughs) And I think that overall, people are reasonable and want to be reasonable. And, you know... There's hope. It's also forever. really fun to Google conspiracy theories. Uh, uh, really fun. It's <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I mean, don't get too convinced on things, but it is sort of a it's sort of fun to yeah, play. Oh wait, I have one last one to leave us. Tell on. me. Nicki Minaj is just a sped up Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> There's what a whole thing it? about it. <laughs> She's not oh, even singing. God. It's just always just Jay-Z sped up. That's funny, but I mean, so insulting to women rappers. Yeah. <laughs> like they can't because yeah. she's so good. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Isn't that uh, funny? There was like all these comments like, yeah, I could get behind this one. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> no, please stop. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, it's perfect. Well, I'm going to go listen to some Jay-Z sped up and see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go listen to Jean Bonnet. <laughs> 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 
Perry. Well, guys, thank you all so much for listening to us. If you have any thoughts on this, please email us at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't, here's something that we should really be pushing that we don't. If you haven't, please write a review for us on iTunes. Uh, we haven't gotten one in uh, since the global pandemic started. So <laughs> I've been distracted. It's okay, but we're just going to refocus you. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You know, uh, if you can just go to iTunes, write a review, give us five stars. If you want, write us a review. It really, really helps our algorithm. Uh, yes. So thank you. And it helps the lizard people get to hear our podcast too. And the Illuminati. We're <laughs> trying to get them to listen. Okay. All right. Thank you all. Bye. Growing up down south, I was a good Christian girl. Living in my parents' house, I followed all of their rules. Never once did I make one single mistake. Till that day came when I learned how to masturbate. Bye.